I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashtin Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we have a very interesting topic. This is something that is very, very personal and close to me because ever since I was a child, I was made to be acutely aware that I was not good at it. And then to add insult to injury, I have a surname called Doctor. And as we know, doctors and doctors handwriting is all the, the, the number of jokes that exist for that. So today's entire podcast is about understanding handwriting because... Handwriting was one of the most important things that existed for human civilization over thousands and thousands of years. And all of a sudden, we've just stopped doing it. So bringing this um, habit actually back is very, very important. And to understand this, we have a fantastic graphologist with us, Imran Beg. Imran, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Hey, Asdin. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to add value to your community here. Thank you so much. You know, it's so interesting, right? Handwriting and all, and all aspects about it. Imran, quickly tell our audience a little bit about yourself so they get a little context. Oh, surely. Uh, I am a penmanship influencer. Why do I call myself as a penmanship influencer? Is because I'm on a mission. The mission is to bring more and more people aware about the power of their writing and support them in curating their, you know, the future, you know, empower themselves to curate the future using the power of the pen. So the idea here is that handwriting is, as you rightly said, is a very close thing, you know, something which, re, you know, replaced your fingerprint and the signature came into me, that means there's something really special about the writing. And I'm sure there's a special reason why we keep our pen closer to our heart too, right? So that's something which actually brought me, you know, uh, you know, curious about this concept. And I started working on it. It's been 17 years. I've been curating and designing programs. And, uh, you know, here I am talking to you about handwriting. But yes, there are many more dimensions to it. And we're definitely going to explore during our conversation. I love that. I found that very cute that we put our pen next, right next to our heart in our pocket. It's absolutely <laughs> true. So, you know, Imran, when I say the word handwriting, what are the thoughts that come to your mind? Uh, okay, great. Uh, handwriting, something which defines you and it is part of your subconscious mind. So there's a blueprint in your head and uh, you know, most of us have this concept, you know, we think it is handwriting. The word handwriting is basically majority of the population of the planet Earth uses hand as a medium to write. So that's why it's handwriting. But actually, it is the mind which is doing the writing. It's your subconscious mind. Because I'm sure the moment you pick up your pen and when you're writing, you don't think how to form A or B or C, right? It comes to you very, very naturally. That's because there is a blueprint already set there. And that's why most of the handwriting implement programs focuses on the head not on the mind. And that's why I, I want people to get aware there are two parts to it. One is handwriting improvement and other one is handwriting development. And today we're going to be focusing more on the handwriting development part so, of the story. Lovely. So handwriting development, like what, what does that even entail? Like uh, how to even think about it? See, uh, the moment we say handwriting improvisation, uh, you're basically trying to fix your letters and trying to make it more better. And people think, you know, by, you know, upgrading themselves to learn a skill like calligraphy, which is very beautiful, will help them to write. But you can't write calligraphy in your examination. You can't write calligraphy in your day-to-day -day activity. But it's a beautiful skill. You should all learn because as a penmanship influencer, I tell people, pick up anything to do with writing, right? Or the pen or the pencil. But 
handwriting development is starts from basic understanding of what is the right pen for you what is the right pencil and uh, what are the right ergonomics how do you position your paper when you're writing and how do you start your strokes how do you complete it so that is what is important and most of the parents don't do this in the fundamental uh, age and then all of a sudden they get present to the okay my child is not writing well or oh, i have a bad handwriting but you forgot that okay it was supposed to be done much much and uh, as part of your growing up milestone so can i still change like i'm 38 now can i still change my handwriting is it something that is now stuck with me forever oh very much why not uh, the youngest student i had was 84 year old wow <laughs> and uh, handwriting is a skill you can pick it up any given time of your life you know it's just like like uh, learning to swim or cycle and that's that's how easy it is yeah, provided you get the right approach towards it so you know people say that right now everyone's typing 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 where will i ever use my handwriting right why is it so important then to now focus on it in this day and age uh, well uh, see this is not a question just because uh, we are hit with the pandemic and everything you know education took a huge transition hmm. but it was even before you know i'm talking about the era 10 uh, no years back also i had the same question imran handwriting is fading away people are not going to write and in fact in the western world people are actually forming a society called as paperless society and things hmm. like but i should tell you this handwriting is still going to be relevant and uh, especially you know in the indian context starting from an entrance exam to a nursery school to an entrance exam to a you know professional program your competitive exams the highest level of competitive exam ies ips requires you to write and if you're sitting there and thinking imran today online there you know and uh, we don't need to write no you're actually you know i can actually say that you're deceiving yourself saying that okay it's not important because i do work with professionals who are preparing for ies and ips examination which requires them to sit down for a couple of hours to write and that's where the challenge is and then they realize okay i know i'm intelligent here but if i fail to put that intelligence on the paper i will not get the scoring and i think it's so interesting the way that it works like i remember uh, my parents are constantly after my life saying that ashtin are you do something about your handwriting right your o's look like your a's your i's look like your e's and it's all over the place sometimes i forget to put a line across my t's now how from from this level of where i am what is a one is what is the mindset that i need to ch- shift and b what are the steps that i need to make in order to either improve my handwriting or improve the way that i change this like what are the steps that you would say development correct yeah no it's a very simple thing as in like uh, it's a habit right so mm. what happens is your muscle memory has mm. picked up in certain way that your letters will eventually form that way whenever you write mm. not only on a paper even if you write it on the wall or even a toilet door which you know uh, we will end up writing the same way you know why mm. because that's your muscle memory and what we need to do is change that and for that we have exercises which are connected to finger flexion exercises we do hand exercises just to bring in the uh, you know uh, flexibility in your muscles so that's where it has to start mm. and then the letters will come in and most of us don't do this we directly want to jump on to changing our letters no it does not work it does not really work so so if you uh, had to take our um, listeners through a process what would this process look like firstly what are the important things that they need to think about and what is the process that people need to start uh, doing the first process is let's evaluate your handwriting let's really find out do you really need handwriting development or improvisation so the evaluation process is very simple so when i conduct programs when i am educating teachers and parents i make children write their uh, content uh, in a specific content and ask them to evaluate their own selves and i say that there are five elements elements which you need to have in your handwriting and that will give us a way because most of the teachers and the parents always label children okay work hard on your handwriting you will see the remarks on the progress card you know improve your hand but nobody tells what to improve nobody tells what to change right i am sure you 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 got the same remarks and you don't know what to fix and you know you're looking at it but you don't know what to fix so 
what is important is first identify what has to be changed and then we're going to be working on the improvisation so anybody who comes in contact with me i i educate them into these five elements and listeners go ahead make a note of this the first element is uh as in we write to communicate right and as long as your handwriting is communicating the message is doing its job so that's the you know uh, the biggest criteria of all and most of us actually don't get that so that's called legibility in your writing and uh, we don't use this word at all for handwriting the only two words good or bad and by the way there's nothing like good or bad writing it's like when you go to a doctor the doctor is not going to tell you whether you have a good body or bad body he is going to tell healthy body or unhealthy body so similarly handwriting is legible and illegible so if you have a illegible handwriting i can help you fix that if you have a bad handwriting there are no beauty parlors to beautify it okay let's get it right this is so important because even on the habit coach podcast we keep saying this that there is no good there is no bad right good and bad are absolutely useless word right they don't tell you anything or what to fix and ultimately we are looking for solutions to our problems not just problems very true so the way that you can read it right so yeah eligibility is that's what you, in the examination you get scoring because the examiner is able to read your answers right mm. and uh, the ultimate aim of writing is to communicate and that's what you're doing and so the first element you need to have is consistency in your letter formation so what children and anybody who's trying to you know develop their handwriting is to work on bringing consistency in every letter you write so that means in one line whatever a you write whatever b you write whatever c you write the you know representation should be same throughout your writing and the problem with most of the children is that every time they pick up the pen they write differently so the the blueprint is not set and that's why every time you're lifting your pen from the paper you're adding more stress to your hand and that's why i see most of the children they're very intelligent and when it comes to examination they don't tend to write it at all you know why even though they don't know the answer they're not writing it and i tell on most of the parents the idea is two important things first your child needs to learn to sit in one place which is very important mm. which most of us don't have that you know ability number two is you need to uh, you know uh, reduce the stress on your hand because every time you're lifting your pen you're changing your grip you're changing the letter formation you're adding more stress to your hand and mm. that's why as in i'm sure you've seen most of the kids or even adults they write for one two lines and they're already doing like this like this they're actually breaking the knuckles they're flexibleing their fingers there yeah. correct so so what is that that is too much strain when they're writing is that is that yeah, the cause yeah I, i will also come to where uh, yeah some of them are not even choosing the right pen for themselves okay so that's where also it we're, we're going to pick up this conversation a little later but right now let me complete the five elements the first hmm. is consistency in your letter formation number 2 is consistency in your connectivity so the moment i say this most of the parents and teachers and everybody thinks oh imran cursive writing no i don't do cursive i do you know uh, sp- you know uh, uh, print writing i write all my letters independently so no i don't propagate cursive writing you know in fact i myself practice semi cursive so there's no rule in english which says that okay you have to connect all your letters in the word no as long as you connecting three or four letters because the more you connect and write the more faster you can write more fluent you can write and your flow of thoughts will also going to get you know in alignment to that so this is a second element the third element is where you need to have appropriate zones because some of the letters have to go up some of the letters which have to go down letters like h l you know d b requires the upper stroke and the letters which goes down so if you're defining your zones this brings in more legibility and clarity in your writing mm. and the fourth one is very interesting and that is a spacing between the words and if i ask you as in you know how much space you should be leaving after everyone everybody says imran one line you know <laughs> one uh, finger space and i always tell them if you say one finger space i have two questions for you one i have five fingers which finger are you talking about <laughs> second 
whose finger? Because if you go with my finger, you can write one more word in between, right? Correct. Because my fingers are big. So there's nothing like that. It's just, you should have one character space between the word or two character space between the word and again, consistency. Mm. So whatever you start, if you bring in consistency in your writing, everything will fall into place. And Asdin, I should tell you this, nobody knows the speed of the writing. If I ask you, Asdin, can you tell me how many words can you write in a minute's time? No clue because it depends on the thinking, right? No, uh, tell me, uh, take a guess. How many words? I have no zero idea. <laughs> so most of the kids don't even know this. And most of the parents and even adults don't know what is their current speed of writing. And when I meet parents, they come to me with Imran, my child writes very slowly. How slowly? Hmm. Nobody knows. Hmm. And if you tell the child to write fast, you know what? By default, everybody has the ability to write fast. But the problem is when you write fast, the legibility goes for the toss. Hmm. So either you write slow, incomplete notes and good handwriting or you write fast, legibility goes for a toss and you don't know what you have written. So this is what I do. I make, you know, parents and individuals and teachers identify what is your current speed because you know what? An average student in the examination hall ends up writing between 2000 to 2500 words. And if you don't know how to plan your timing and that's why you're, you want to write and the time does not catch up with you. Hmm. Absolutely. You know, I never thought about this, that the, the efficiency of writing, right? Is it legible or and are you getting enough words in? And so interesting. Yeah, true. Mm. And where people talk about speed, but mm. speed has two elements to it. Along mm. with the speed, you need to have legibility and more importantly, comprehension. Mm. And most of the kids are busy filling up their notes, busy filling up their project reports, but nobody knows what is inside that. In fact, the concept of note writing came in to prepare yourself to remember the important things. And when the exam comes, you go perform. Mm. But I have seen the you know transition like the moment the examination date is announced, the children are again going through the notes right so can you see that we are killing the you know at the complete essence of writing at the complete essence of making notes and the idea is just to fill up the notes teacher is asking notes complete hard complete notes nobody knows about that and it was so boring and forced upon me you know like i hated the thought of writing and uh, when, when growing up because my dad would make me fill up like four pages to improve my handwriting and then i would look for one word on page number one and the same word on page number three and say oh i made a mistake and then i would cut down the number of amount I had to write. I used to do all sorts of crazy things to get out of writing. How can people fall in love with writing? Uh, it's it's a very simple process. If they get to know, see, uh, sp- uh, let me talk from the children perspective. Children love logic. You give them the logic, you give them the technique, they f- love to follow it. But if you tell them, no, you have to write like this only, they don't know why. You know, if they you answer that why, you will fall in love. It's the same thing I do with, uh, you know, uh, grown-ups too. You know, if you understand the logic, I tell you that. Uh, why you should write? I have many answers to tell you, but let me pick up the three important things. One, the uh, world right now is experiencing something called as dysgraphia. Mm. Okay, dysgraphia is a disability. What type of disability where your child or individual is very good orally? Mm. Okay, he can speak, he can communicate, but the same person is failing to communicate as effectively as able to speak onto the paper. Mm. So when your child starts writing, you see that uh, spelling mistakes are happening, words are missing, sometimes a sen- sentence is not really getting complete and that's something which nobody understands. And everybody thinks, okay, my child requires handwriting improvement and grown-ups think, okay, I need to fix my writing but what is important is you have dysgraphia and if you don't identify this in the early age group, you will have more difficulties growing up. And all the teachers and parents are not educated about it. And imagine you labeling the child, okay, he's not writing. And especially PTA meetings, oh my God, I should tell you this. There's a conflict. The argument in the PTA meeting is the parent says, ask my child, he will tell you all the answers. And the teacher says, 
only when he writes i can give the marks right <laughs> same problem with me same problem the teacher said at least tell ashwin to write the question three four times so at least he's written some amount of volume because i my entire funda was i just have to tell you what the answer is right one line my answer i can tell you why do i need to fill up three sheets which never really worked but there yeah so nobody knows about dysgraphia you know uh, you know a couple of years back i was invited by the uh, dyslexia society uh, in hyderabad i mean i was actually talking to them about dysgraphia which nobody really pays attention to because yeah when you talk about dyslexia when you talk about adhd other type of elements you know you remember and you understand and you are actually aware of but this graph is something most people are not even aware of and i'm i'm not trying to scare you off and saying that okay there's some problem with your child when he is he or she is not writing better but it's always important to get it identified and evaluated by people like me or anybody who you can reach out to and so this is, is the this first only, reason yeah is there only writing that gets affected or is it also typing that gets affected with no it's only the writing graphia. part yeah typing i i really don't know i'm not the domain expert in that but hmm. it is all about the uh, uh, muscle alignment the coordination between your hand and the mind is actually getting impacted i'm sure you'll see that happening in your text also that hmm. you know sometimes you write and the the uh, the advantage in typing is that you have auto correct so that's why people don't ever realize this correct right even when i write now i look for those red squiggly lines underneath my words hoping that it corrects it automatically yeah absolutely so that's true. why you don't even pay attention to that but when it comes to writing you are stuck so that's the first thing i'm telling you why you should be really uh, you know one of the reasons why you should get back to writing is this mm. number 2 there's something called as writer's cramp and this okay. is more evident with people who have uh, you know reached a particular age group when i was uh, you know starting my career uh, i'm talking about you know 17 years back this used to happen with people who are about 70s and 60s and that's where the coordination what is writer's cramp the coordination between your hand and the mind is fading away it's like you have not used it in the muscle so that muscle is not really active right now so that's why you know you know what you want to write and the pen is in your hand the hand is not moving and it becomes worse when uh, you know a couple of people are watching you writing so you you get more conscious and you you have that you know seizure that time that you're not even actually moving your hand so if you don't want to experience all these things i think writing is a good exercise to come back and number 3 is handwriting is a new mind yoga mm. and i completely believe in if you keep your mind healthy a healthy mind cannot have a diseased body so you should get back to writing and you know what uh, as in most of the kids don't have a good handwriting or they don't have an inclination towards writing thanks to the parents because kids don't see them writing mm. what see uh, what the kids see is they scrolling down to the phones they're on the systems so they want to duplicate the same thing and remember when we were growing up at least we had a grocery list made out of handwritten at mm. least things to do was written handwritten but now thanks to the technology and uh, you know all these things happening and you know what asked and i should also tell you this the moment i propagate handwriting people think i'm against the technology mm. no i want to make it very very clear no i love technology i have the latest gadgets surrounded by me i i do what has to be done but i don't allow them to take away what is so beautiful that is my handwriting even today i have uh, three books i maintain one is an idea book the other one is my to do list and i still buy a physical calendar where i make notes okay today i'm going to meet you today i'm having a podcast recording i have this interview so this is where you need to bring back your writing and you know what when you write you're actually giving more power to your thoughts and your words hmm. and that's i i can go on giving you multiple reasons why you should get back to writing we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. Imran, you're like one treasure trove of writing, huh? These are things that I'd never even begun to think about because quite honestly writing is something that is out of our mind, out of our life right now. 
so like on the habit coach podcast we're all about figuring out what are the actionables we can do from today onwards right so if you had to give us like three tips or three habits that we can all start doing from today onwards to develop our handwriting like you're saying right what would those three things be uh the first thing is buy a pen for yourself and uh the reason uh, you need to be doing this uh, as in remember when we were like, growing up my, i had my teacher you know he's he had this very beautiful representation he used to say imran pen is a identification of an educated man mm. so you need to have your own pen and most of us don't even follow this etiquette that you should carry your own pen Mm. and start from buying a pen and what do you uh, how do you uh, buy a right pen for yourself no the moment i talk about pens as in everybody thinks oh imran is going to tell me whether gel pen is more better or the ink pen is more better or the fountain pen is more better but ladies and gentlemen what is inside of the pen is not important mm. what is outside of the pen is more important how you gripping it because if i you know if you're not holding the right pen in your hand that's why you feel there's a impact on your fingers there is a small dent there or you know a pressure point there because you're not gripping the right pen or you're not holding the right pen so i will educate you in choosing the right pen for yourself but mm. don't get on to all these things right now to get on to writing pick up a pen for yourself buy one good pen which is you know you think you're comfortable with but maybe in the coming sessions we can explore the possibility of how i can educate you mm. uh, we'll have a different setup i'll show you different pens and everything and you know what as in more than educating people what type of pens they need to buy i educate people what type of pens they should not buy Ah brilliant thank you okay and most of us end up buying pens which are designed to be used one time like the pens which are given in conferences in the seminars in the workshops even at office stationery those pens are for one time you fill up a form you sign and you're done with that but right. if you're going to keep it for a longer duration you need to have a pen which you're comfortable with so you know it's so interesting because all our fancy pens are signature pens in my opinion yes. right like moblans and stuff like that are signature pens yes if you try writing pages and pages with them you go mad <laughs> I, i remember a, a, a client friend of ours used to have this big fat mobla that he used to play with and he was saying i can't write with this i asked my secretary to give me my renolds ballpoint pen every time i have to write but this one is just there on the table no it's simple as in the name itself says it's a signature pen you're supposed to use it only for signing you know not mm. for regular writing for, mm. in, in fact i have signature pens separately mm. and uh, in my next podcast i'll tell you about the things you can do to avoid forgeries you know i, I see you know one signature of yours can put you into lifetime of trouble Oh, okay. So I actually talk about that, and uh, yes, signature pens has to be def- different, but your regular writing pen has to be different. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do you get back to writing? Pick up a pen, sit down, and write. What do you want to write? Start with planning your day. You know, I I always propagate. Write down five things you want to do tomorrow. Use a pen. and gradually you'll see that okay you're inclined more and number 2 whenever you have a thought idea you know albert einstein had this beautiful habit and in fact we see this in the thomas alva edison too you know they used to always carry a small diary in their pocket and a pencil mm. and every time they came across a new thought even in in the, in the sleep you know they used to wake up or oh, i got this new idea they used to write it down and they go back to the sleep mm. so you need to have an idea book you know in a, your mind you know omit so many ideas in a day so go ahead write down ideas about your career write down ideas about what you want to accomplish write down your bucket list you know bring back the writing and uh, how you can actually looking forward to add more value to upgrading yourself upskilling yourself and things like that 
Fantastic. So first, just pick up a pen. Pick up a we pen. can probably do a video for YouTube where we can discuss the kinds of pens and you can show us different kinds of pens. Sure. I think that yeah. would be fantastic. I have a beautiful setup here. I'm going to show an uh, overhead camera here. I'm going to show you all the different pens I have and uh, mistakes we do with pencil. You know what? We only talk about pens. I, I want to educate parents about pencil, choosing the right pencil oh, because that's God. how you all start from there. Yeah, we all start with pencils. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. Okay, so pens. So pick up a pen, start writing. What do you write? anything that you're going to be doing that day, but make it a habit in terms of doing something that you can do regularly. So even on a Sunday, you should be able to do this. It's not just like I'm going to chill on a Sunday, I'm not going to write. Make it a consistent habit. Third thing to improve and start developing their uh, handwriting. Uh, exercises. You know, I can show you some of the simple exercises which you can sit on your desk and you do it. You don't have to go out. You don't have to dress up for this. You just have to do this exercise because this will bring in more flexibility in your finger, you know, hand and that will be a good idea to get started to writing because some of us, you want to write, but your hand is not really supporting, the muzzle's not supporting. So I'm going to show you simple exercises. Uh, Ajin, can we do that right now? A uh, couple of exercises to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, oh, let's. we can put this part of the video up on our uh, YouTube channel. Surely, well. yeah. Uh, the couple of exercises which you can get started with. The first exercise, uh, I'm basically, the idea behind doing this exercise is to stimulate the muzzles, which rarely get stimulated when you're writing. Hmm. Okay, so when you're writing, okay, this part, this part does not get stimulated. Even the this back part of your does hand. Not, yeah, the back, the back of, of your hand, hand and your wrist. The yeah. wrist does not get stimulated and the spacing between your fingers, the web space between your fingers does not get stimulated. So what we do is we do exercises to bring in the stimulation back. Hmm. So even a smallest, uh, simple example of, you know, just impacting this part of your hand, hmm. bringing it together. So you hmm. go give a count of 10, say one, hmm. two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we repeat it one more time. And the next exercise is where you can use the fingers. So let me just just repeat that for the people listening. And yes. what Imran was doing was he was basically banging the um, sides of his hand where you would probably do a karate chop, yes. right? So the part where the karate chop would go through that he was hitting together ten times, right? So that is bringing stimulation to the side of your hand. And Perfect. the second one was, uh, you know, it's where you're going to use, and it's not just, you know, impacting this part and this mm. part. No, when you're releasing your hand, mm. you're actually stimulating all the finger muzzles here. See this? So this is how it should be done. So 10 counts of this and how, how further your hand should go. No, not too far, not too close, as much as your face is. See this? This is the distance. Mm. And you bring it and this is how you need to do. So 10 counts of this. 10 counts of where you interlace pattern. your fingers yes. and then you pull them apart so interlacing fingers pulling them apart yes right and, and that and you do that 10 times okay lovely. I, I, I show you something you do this for you know 10 count of 10 or 15 you'll already see your body is warming up because mm. this is very very impactful exercise because what we're trying to do is that we are pushing your blood mm. and we're actually stimulating the muscles and you'll actually see you know flexibility developing in your fingers I, I have more than 7 exercises uh, as in so wow. I think we should do a complete video on I how to so. Sit, yeah, how oh. to sit, what should be the distance, how much you should be raising your hands. And uh, I think we should follow it up with a, a YouTube video so all my listeners and uh, all your listeners can actually get benefited out of this, especially the growing up. Must do it. Yeah, the, this is the problem. You know, we keep thinking about children and handwriting. I'm saying that no, forget the children. I mean, yes, please work on your children also, but work on yourself first. Like, you know, if you don't work on your own handwriting, your children are not going to understand this. Just like Imran was saying that the children need to see you and need to understand why handwriting is important. Nobody explained to me why handwriting was important. They just like forced me in and whacked me if I didn't do it. 
And you know what? As in, I do it uh, when children enroll. I have a uh, you know systematic, scientifically designed study material. I send kids to practice on a regular basis, mm. and I have something uh, for the adults also, where I give them a twenty-one day systematic book to write, where mm. uh, it is a mix of letters, it is a mix of finger flexion exercises, and all these things. So what I do is, whenever I'm sending uh, you know material for my uh, kids and the you know students, I also include one copy to the parents writing. to the parents so that the parents also sit down along with the child when they write so that, that child- is so cute <laughs> so children are a tease okay mama is also writing papa is also writing okay this is normal so <laughs> i love it this is so important you you've hit the nail on the head with this one the parents need to be part of this process i would have really liked it if my parents were also writing and putting all those five pages with me instead of just me doing it myself absolutely correct Imran this has been such an interesting conversation right like something that we never think about in terms of the handwriting and the way that we can develop is there anything that we missed out that you would like to tell our listeners yeah i just got remembered of uh, a story i always share with the students i tell them the two marks story hmm. what is a two marks story listen gentlemen if you're sitting there and thinking imran imran handwriting is not really important you know it, it's not really going to add much value to my academics i tell you this the difference between a regular student and a first class student is a two marks because getting 58 is not first class 60 is first class mm-hmm. and between a first class student to a distinction is a two marks mm-hmm. and from the distinction is to the rank so everything is about numbers right you you love numbers right you like like to see that on your mask card you like to see that on your ranking any et ranking you know all the things so go back to writing even if handwriting i'm giving myself very less marks i'm just telling two marks but mm-hmm. if you can present your writing better i think you can score more than two marks and that's where the entire story so this is how it works brilliant absolutely brilliant Imran thank you so much for coming on the Habit Coach podcast how can people find out more about what you do interact with you take your uh, you know take their handwriting to the next level and keep developing it surely uh, i invite uh, parents especially and also the individuals i do uh, two different programs one is on handwriting development and the other aspect is about penmanship so you can reach out to me on my website imranbeg.com i'm also on the uh, you know social media handles imranbeg.ib or ib.imranbeg and you can reach out to me and uh, you know uh, every child who gets in can you know and, and connect with me i give them a personalized evaluation report so next time when we are doing a full fledged uh, video on hand exercises i will also show you the type of elements so what we can do is ask in all the five elements what we discuss i'm going to put that on the screen so you can actually find out what do i mean by consistency in letter formation what is speed writing calculation what is the formula behind that i think we can really look forward to do that and if not please join me i do a short program where i talk to children directly and uh, i i i picked up a very special way of uh, you know conducting programs as in on the online when children connect with me mm-hmm. i don't allow them to unmute themselves i don't allow them to use a chat box but they will still communicate to me how using mm-hmm. the hand gestures using the non verbal communication so the f- workshop becomes so fun all of a sudden they realize hey i can communicate without using the emojis or uh, raising my hand i do that no thumbs up also i am going to show mm-hmm. them how you can communicate with me using your hand gestures and you know why because when you are attending online programs i'm sure you all realize this first few minutes you're like this the next few minutes mm-hmm. you're like this and after few minutes you're actually half asleep <laughs> and the video is off you're looking for a corner to go back to <laughs> so active mind requires an active Absolutely. body and that's what i make children do it and that's a fun part of the imran program. you have to invite me for one of these workshops okay? <laughs> most welcome i would love to be a fly on the wall with most welcome one. most welcome superb imran thank you so much for coming on the habit coach Pleasure podcast thank you my thank you so start these habits and share with us your progress 
using the hashtag #TheHabitCoach. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A W E S O M E 180. That's awesome180.